Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. 731, I'm recording, Andy. Come on, you got it. Let's go. It's, it's been going for the last hour. <laughs> I, in fact, I pre-recorded my whole part. So you can just edit it in. He's done all the versions like, oh, well, that one's a steal. Oh, okay. Double steal. Fine Saturday matinee. Good morning Good there. Morning.
I don't know what that was. I don't know if you can. <laughs> like I don't know if you can Irish hear it. pirate. <laughs> I sail the seven seas for a pot of gold. Well, I'm outdoor casting today. Oh, tis the season. That. It is. Uh, how's it feel? Does it feel good? Beautiful weather. Oh, it's it's great. It's yeah, nice getting out of like a stuffy little room, being outside, hearing the birds, the sprinklers, the dogs, the airplanes, all that under a bright blue sky. Oh, yes, nothing delightful. better. Uh, what's the temperature, please? Temperature check. Hey Siri, what's the temperature in Phoenix right now? There we go. Yeah, but Andy, you're not in Phoenix. 66 degrees right now. <laughs> you're at 66. 66 degrees where Andy <laughs> is. I just asked for Phoenix. No. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, where is it? Where you? Where where are you? <laughs> I'm not that far. Steve. One of isn't one of you practically <laughs> oh, in West right. Texas? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> that, no, no. He's I'm in, in he's East in Eastern LA. California. East LA. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Far East LA. How's your movie yes. lives? Um, uh, not good. No, really, guys. Week. I've had I've had yeah. no, I've had so much going on with the kids and everything. Every night. I, I I think Dirt almost every kids. night I sit down to try getting through Isle of Dogs, Wes Anderson's movie, uh-huh. because we oh, started yeah, yeah. it as a family a couple weeks ago, and everybody finished it except for me. I fell asleep. <laughs> and so every night I've been trying to, okay, I'm going to finish it tonight. And I can't make it more than five minutes. And it's a, I'm really enjoying it, but I'm just like, my my body clock has just been thrown off because of so much going on and everything, I just, I can't make it through it. What did your so kids these think of finish? Isle of Dogs? What did you, what did the family think of Isle of Dogs? They really enjoyed it. Yeah, Parker loved it. And, and what did you like of what you saw so far? Uh, it's a it's a Wes Anderson-y tone, and uh, I, it's, but <laughs> yes. the world yep. that he's created, I, I just think is a really interesting one. And I think he's set up a really interesting world. I, I love the world building that he's created in it. So, right. That's know. positive. Have you seen it, either of you? Uh, I'm in the same situation. I started it, uh, with my daughter and I made it through three quarters, but it, yeah, it was like an evening or something. And I just, yeah. And I haven't gone back to find out. No, I, I was interrupted by a phone call mm. and I haven't gone back to, yeah. So I, I, I really, I'm right there with you. Eddie. It's, it's very Wes Anderson. I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, that, that's the thing with his film. I don't know if it's, how easy it's going to be to just like sort of jump back in for the last 20 years. So minutes, I I don't know, but I I really liked what I saw. I, I agree the the world that they have that he's yeah, built there is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess when I can finally finish it, I'll let you know what I thought. <laughs> well, I I think you're gonna have to wait for me to yeah, finish it. That's first. exactly how it things work, yeah. right? Even even that's, for a part well, way watched film, huh? Wow. Yeah, it's patient zero. Except Pete's taking. That I, title I well, I had to play a little bit of catch up this week. I don't know what it was. I had movies on my list already, and then I uh, I just caught this nod in Discord that Stay was a movie that I needed to not even that I needed to check out. I like it was suggested to someone else. <laughs> this is a clever movie, and I I looked at it. I thought, huh. I'm going to take that as meant for me. And then I watched it. Uh, it was okay. written by Dave, uh, Dave Benioff. And that um, obviously Benioff, yeah. a, a large curiosity given um, uh, Game of Thrones right now and where it's going in the season. And so I watched Stay and it, you know, it it wasn't what I'd hoped. I'd hoped for it. It has this vibe where it's mm-hmm. almost like Dark City. It's almost it, it's got this this tone to it that that I really 
you know, I really liked, but man, does it meander a lot. <laughs> uh, so uh, I I need to see it. I think I just need to see it again. And I liked it. <laughs> I, I just feel like I missed a, a lot of what he was going for in it. And bec- just because I've only seen it once. So it didn't, I, I don't know when that's going to happen. One day I will watch Stay again. So, uh, but I the the one that I no, uh, really no, enjoyed. Yeah, Listen thank to you, Steve's Steve. confidence in you. <laughs> no, you've got too I many do. other things. Read read the uh, read the script if you can find it out there because I I recall yeah. reading it maybe a year before it came out or something. It was circulating and yeah, it's I I think the issue is going to be and I don't think a rewatch is going to fix it. I I haven't seen it, but. I have a feeling it's a matter of execution. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept. And it, it's, as I recall, it was sort of like Jacob's Ladder-ish yeah. in some some things. And I like that concept and it worked well on paper. I think the execution on screen, there's so many things that have to happen well for that to be really executed to the quality that you're expecting as a reader and it, i don't think the director well i i think off. that's a fair I point the, Steve. I, the first like you yeah. get it you you kind of get it uh and and then you don't get it and then the third act hits yeah. and i'm like oh this is the movie i showed up for right like this is why yes. i'm here i i want to be a part of this like why couldn't we have moved us into this a little bit sooner uh so that was that was um kind of where I was on stage, but I, I did ca- catch up with two others. The first one was uh, The Front Runner uh, with Hugh Jackman as Gary Hart. Oh, have, yeah. have you guys seen this one? It's no. on my list because I'm yes. still interested in the director's career, even though he's uh, seems to have keep kind of pulling himself off the tracks, but I still am uh, interested in it largely for him. I, I think the story would be interesting, too. Well, you know, this is one of those political movies that deals with, you know, thanks to the gift of hindsight, uh, deals with a major shift in the tone of politics in this country. And uh, Gary Hart's campaign for president was largely credited for the the um, media's interest in morality as a hiring qualification for, you know, political office. And that was not necessarily true before, right? There are just these legendary stories of, uh, you know, Kennedy and, uh, you know, his uh, philandering. And and so th- that was not a big deal at the time. And now it was with Gary Hart. So that's what they're trying to do here. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I It leans so heavily on this kind of sentimentality but my god you guys the the moments between Vera Farmiga and Hugh Jackman uh as they're trying to assess their marriage and the hurt that he has done to her uh they are magical like just incredible punctuation to this movie that's ultimately a game between the campaign and the press. So all of that's fine. See it for Farmiga and what she brings to their relationship. It was so good. Um, and and then, uh, you know, to, to just really hit it home uh, in, in the spousal relationship movies, I went and finally watched The Wife. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, God, I'm never watching that again. Uh, that was a great movie that filled me with such shame and like just cowering hopelessness in their relationship that 
I thought, okay, well, beautiful movie carried by, you know, her performance uh, and uh, Meryl Streep's performance and not Meryl Streep. Uh, why can't I? I can't get to Glenn Close. <laughs> Glenn yeah, Close. the other Meryl Streep, Glenn Close. Uh, Jonathan Price. <laughs> Meryl Jonathan Price is, is amazing. Like, it's we all call great. Glenn Meryl Streep <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. Uh, but my goodness, that was... Um, that was a hard watch. It's still got a still got a heart from from me, but my goodness, Ugh, check that one off the list and move right on. Yeah, great performances. Yeah, in that. It just I mean those two characters at the foundation of that story. I mean, just were so so brilliant. There, the way the movie opens with them in bed together, I was like, well, that's a marriage. Like that's so rare to watch <laughs> these things. Like they're just yep. so, they're they're a dumb old married couple. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's and and Christian Slater is in it. Like yeah, that's a high point for me. So I just like seeing him still I, getting him I stuff. Totally I love him. Yeah. And after Mister Robot, so like he, he exists. Works. That's yeah. good. Uh, he's a thing. <laughs> so that was. Wow. I had a big week. I had a big week catching up on some stuff. I feel good about that. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't fall asleep once. <laughs> Not a single solitary time. Awesome. Uh what's in the what's in the news? Uh we got uh, Alvin Sargent just uh just died. Ugh. So yes. sad. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's 92. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was it was just natural causes. Yeah. It wasn't anything like uh, you know, shocking or horrifying. Yeah. Um it's just it's sad. I mean, he's you know behind some pretty pretty amazing stuff. So yeah. right. I uh, I had forgotten he also uh, wrote what about Bob? I was just or at least came up with the story for that one. Yeah, he did the last few Spider Man movies. He worked on Spider Man two. Unfortunately, on Spider Man three, he helped out on the Amazing Spider Man. And I guess you know just as a, a, a you know a segue to Marvel news. Uh, of course, the Spider Man Far From Home trailer has been. Uh, creating all sorts of buzz with speculation about uh, the whole multiverse and all sorts of stuff. So it's, uh, I'm curious where they're going to go with that movie. If the multiverse is uh, really a thing. Well, what, what do you mean? Is it really? Well, it's a th- really I mean, a thing, but I'm wondering how much it really plays into yeah. the story because it's Mysterio. Oh. And there's a great potential. It's all just some ruse of his. I mean, it goes back to all the conversations in Discord about timelines and pocket dimensions or what, all, all of that stuff. And it's, again, it's all speculation. And I, I just, I trust in them to handle it well based on their track record. I am just counting on them, whether it's it's real or it's, it's Mysterio and it's de- deception. I just put my faith and trust in them that this is going to not be a, a disaster, a debacle, any of those D words, and that it's it's going to be either a new track in where they're going. It's going to open up, you know, storytelling possibilities, or it's it's just a you know part of the story. But I just I am going to be positive about this. Here's a question for That's you guys: Do you yeah. think that they needed to make a trailer that was such a spoilery trailer for Endgame? A spoilery trailer for you mean the Spider-Man Far From Home was 
too spoilery after Endgame. They're totally, like, so if you spoilery. Seen Endgame. Yeah, so yeah. spoilery, in fact, that they had to have Tom Holland have, give a spoiler right. warning at the beginning of the trailer. Yes, to your right. point. I do not. And I think that was it. I mean, they kind of boxed themselves in um, in in having to do that kind of a thing because Endgame is still so fresh. But they didn't need to bring it up. Like, it seemed like such a silly, like, story point to um, to reveal in this in this trailer. I thought that was dumb. Well, what what do you think about that? I don't know if you've heard about this, but now starting, I guess it was yesterday. Um, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is being shown as a post-credits scene on Endgame. So if you go see Endgame and you hang around through the credits, at the end of the credits, you're going to get the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with that, I guess. It's, uh, you know, it's, if anything, it makes sense there more than as a trailer. Yeah, right. <laughs> because they shouldn't. It's shameful to put out a trailer like this. You don't yeah. have to have any of that information in this to have a successful trailer. I just, I can't believe that they released so much in it. It was silly because I think what they did with the teaser, which is uh, starting to bug me, uh, uh, that, you know, I, I think they went far enough, just up to the line. Uh, what, what in the teaser is bugging you? Remind me. That it's the word teaser, which is now nonsense. Oh, oh, Means oh, oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. It's it, right. Essentially, teaser now means trailer it means one. Trailer, yeah, trailer one. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow, I feel like they walked up to the line, and it was provocative in a way that you know fans could sit around and say, "Huh, that's a puzzling thing." Uh, I, I wonder why that omission you know, happen. And you can dig into it if you choose. And um, but those who aren't fans who just want to see some art, uh, kind of get a preview of some art for the movie, um, they they get what a trailer is supposed to deliver. Uh, and so yeah. I thought that was a, a smart way to do it. This this was just um, I, I don't know. It reveals a, a major story point that I think is is unnecessary. You know, I crazy issue about trailers. I've pretty much push that aside for for marvel films because they're gonna tell what they want to tell and to me with i think they handled endgame well in the trailer and not revealing too much and spoilers and all that and so to me there's nothing that can really ruin my enjoyment of the movie other than my own thinking about oh, well, that scene in the trailer hasn't happened yet. In terms of giving away too much information, I I know it's a, it's a superhero comic book movie. I mean, what... Well, you know what well, you're you going to get. you haven't seen it, right? Because you don't watch trailers. No, no, I did. I said, <laughs> with the Marvel stuff, I'm like, yeah, All fine, right. because I realized it's... There's nothing where I'm like, wow, this is giving away something crucial, because the plot and character pieces, that that is a, a different... Well, I don't know... It, it's it's simpler. It's not what it's giving away in its own it. movie, I guess, yeah. is the issue. It's okay. giving away so it, the climax, yes, of yes. Uh, of, Endgame, of Endgame, which is, I mean, it's yeah. yeah. I just think it's unexcusable. Shame on Sony. Well, I, well, I think, well, I think perhaps they wanted to get to because when the teaser came out, there was all that speculation of, oh, is this spoiling Endgame? Because we know. If it, if it comes after Endgame, then clearly Peter Parker's alive, or is it? Oh, beforehand, and I think they just wanted to firmly place that in. This is in still in this universe. It's in this this point in the timeline. I think they just wanted to establish that so that people know what they're getting. Uh, and I think they 
had to let people know, okay, let's assume that there were some people that hadn't seen Endgame and were big Spider-Man fans and just wanted to see this one and hadn't seen Endgame. I think this is cluing them in. Hey, you probably want to go see Endgame before you see this. Well, yeah. yeah. That's how I took it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably want to go see Endgame, but you don't need to now because we just told you what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's not like anybody's going to anybody yeah. who is truly going to be spoiled by that is not going to see this yeah. before they see Endgame or they're not going to care. They just want it no, all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's a I don't know. It, it's frustrating. It's a it's just a weird choice because they it's it's like snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Like they have a chance to be provocative and intelligent and and, uh, you know, mysterious about it a little bit. And they just chose to be blatant and obvious and silly. So, well, did you think they weren't going to address the events of Endgame in the Spider-Man I'm movie? Absolutely sure that they were going to address those issues. Why did they have to do it in the trailer? But why does it bother you that it's in the trailer? You knew it was going to be part of the story. And this is my my why Mark. Marvel trailers I treat differently because I I know what to expect in the store. I know they're going to handle these things, so it doesn't give anything away to me because I know. But if you've this seen is all within this Steve, universe. The, the entire point is they're spoiling a previous movie that some people yeah. that's still in theaters, right? But they told everybody they said we're not going. We ask everybody to not talk about it, and then they said at this point we are opening up the world for you know it's it's free yeah, reign on this. They gave everybody what a, a little over weeks, a week to yeah. say go that's see dumb. two weeks, go see it, and now we're we're unleashing everybody. You can go talk about it, and because that's they. Well, have the discussions about it now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You make us sound yeah. like old men, uh, Steve. But I, I'm on Team we Andy uh, because I Steve, think Steve is too woke. For me. <laughs> He's too cinematically woke. <laughs> uh, I think it's silly, and uh, it, but but so much of it is, you know, they've again the compression of of release schedule for Disney is is. Yeah. <laughs> have trailers on top of each other uh that's just a challenge yes. of the world we live in in one of the most understated headlines in variety this week and i i'll just say it uh as it's read disney earnings beat wall street expectations <laughs> <laughs> wall street's got some low expectations for them i guess i, I think know. with uh you know when you have these uh like captain marvel uh as a billion dollar movie and then uh endgame as a billion dollar movie in 72 hours uh yeah they, they're doing fine <laughs> they, they they forgot to account for the money printing machine that's yeah. just churning out the dollars there at yeah. disney yeah <laughs> also disney pay your uh comic creators more uh yes go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take, well, take that's care of them. Always... Pay their healthcare costs. This is getting silly. Uh, yeah. Uh, do, can we talk a little bit, uh, just briefly, uh, speaking again of Disney, Marvel, and now Star Wars, about what is this Star Wars SC38 reimagined thing that I watched six times this morning, Steve? Well, this goes back to, oh, geez, remember when we had a blog and I I wrote a little piece about why our kids won't love Star Wars the same way we did. And one of the pieces that I, I talked about was that that lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. And you compare that back then, even to something like, I think I compared it to like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And now you've got things like John Wick and all of this where the action sequences are just so amped up. And this group did an amazing job of if this were to be made today, what this thing would look like because of how the bar has been raised for these lightsaber fights in all of the other Star Wars movies more recently. The choreography and the acrobatics, it's just, yes, 
let's go. I would like to see somebody edit that back in to that to that to a new hope because it's just brilliant. And I I love the fact that they even sort of retcon things because in the audio you you've got the, the that final scene between Anakin and Obi Wan and everything that's sort of like the, the, these memories of their relationship. That it's. Uh, I, I love it so much. I can understand why you watched it so much this morning. It's amazing. I love it, but I would never want it inserted in the actual movie. <laughs> I could have scripted why? that response from Andy. Yeah. I could have the scripted movie is it. Movie. Do not change history. Yes. It is what it is. But I love having this as its own hey, thing. Me too. If, if, if George Lucas can change things, I'm like, yeah, it's the fan edit. Everybody, you know, it's if someone makes wants to make their Star own Wars version now. and release it that way, that's yeah. totally fine. But sure. this, the, the oh, original I'm, version, I mean, I'm still looking forward to Disney actually releasing the original versions of the original yes. oh, I, uh, trilogy. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm just waiting for Topher Grace to put a ver- his edit out with this back in there and, and <laughs> right. some other adjustments because he seems to love things like that. But I, I think it's a great commentary on just the changes that have occurred in our expectations of film because it's not only the 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 combat the actual choreography of the fight just the camera movements the that are put angles. in the way things are shot uh, it, 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 yes and exactly. and just yeah. you know the way they portray the villain i mean that the, they just show such like diabolical love for him in the camera i mean it was just great <laughs> uh but my favorite little moment at the end when the blast doors close uh, and it, you just heard kenobi say run luke run in his force ghost yes and then darth vader looks up and to the left and says kenobi <laughs> as if the force voice <laughs> is now it, like yes. a party line <laughs> Wait a minute, who am I talking yes. to? <laughs> I thought that was really, really good. So, yeah, that was really fun. Link in the show notes. Got to check that out if you haven't seen it. It's uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it really is. Uh, uh, okay, shall we do some uh, we trailers? jump into trailers? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. And, I th- and we have All an right. A24. We have an A24. Yes, I'm going to take that. I'm going to claim that because it, not just because it's A24, but this is my kind of movie. Uh, this is The Farewell, which is going to be hitting theaters on July 12th. So something for uh, some alternate programming there in the summer. But this is a story of a Chinese family that discovers their grandmother has only a short while to live and decides to keep her in the dark, which is apparently a cultural norm out there uh, and they schedule a wedding to get together before she dies so the family has a reason to to be out there to visit with her and spend time with her before she passes uh, but of course grandma has no idea that she's dying and what drew my attention to this is uh, Aquafina, who everybody that saw Crazy Rich Asians or Ocean's 8 knows and this is an entirely different side there's, there's the comic elements to it but really she's going into to a more dramatic role here. Although IMDb lists this film as a comedy, um, I see a, a different side, a little bit more dramatic side to Aquafina in this. And I'm really looking forward to this uh, from writer-director Lulu Wang. In the trailer, you've got all kinds of comments at Sundance, the most heartwarming and moving film I've seen in a long time. And I'm just really looking forward to this. I'm totally, you know, putting this out there for Trailer Rewind. Um I love family stories like this, character pieces, and it's something I'm just really looking forward to see. What, what, what is think? going on in the background of someplace? Is there a party going on at somebody's house? <laughs> I'm watching it. I forgot to watch it. Oh. <laughs> shh, shh. 
Pretend I'm not here. <laughs> oh, Andy, you're so amazing That's in the awesome. morning. It's been a busy morning. What can I say? So if you haven't seen the trailer, just yes, listen real carefully behind Steve telling that story. We're going to leave that in. Talk, talk. Yeah. Well, it, the other thing that I love about this is that it's got a PG rating. That's rare. Um, yeah, that's so crazy. It's, it's, it is so rare to have something. I mean, when I was a kid, there is like, I mean, I, it, yes, it was before the PG-13 thing, but PG is a rating that has just like gone away or it's relegated to kids fair. And I love that this is a movie that a family can go see and maybe have those conversations about communication and what it means to be a family and in being part of a community. And I, I hope it it opens up conversations that families sit down and talk with each other because uh, the loss of a family member, it's not something people are comfortable talking about. And maybe this will give people a chance to to start having what what can be a challenging conversation, but in the context of hey, we saw this movie that's billed as a comedy, so maybe it is lighter than the trailer totally mm-hmm. leads on. Um, so I, I don't, what, I don't what, know. Where, I feel like it, it led on that it was that there's going to be a lot of of love and humor in this movie. I think it's um, I, I think yeah. it's a a great way to to go about processing, you know death and uh i I think it's it's you know having a hard conversation through humor and especially through like a a humor in a way that is a cultural clash is a is a great way for us to frame uh, a really fun you know couple of hours together you know and i i i'm right with you the uh, aquafina uh, portrayal here is she just looks great like she looks like somebody i want to get to know and spend time with uh she's one of your best friends you truly right uh it, like every yes. time i see her in something i just am I'm, I'm more excited to to you know for us to hang out and get some tapas and uh yeah you know talk about movies <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, but the the grandmother bit at the end where she says I wonder what they do in the bedroom when I'm not around slays me Uh, put your head on on his shoulder smashes their head together come on that's brilliant comedy there is nothing like the the like stereotype uh, elderly Asian grandmother for uh, comedic fodder in a movie like this so I can't wait I can't wait to see it this looks like uh, great uh, probably a great family movie. Let's just say that. I think, yeah, I think yeah. it looks amazing. And Aquafina does look like uh, just. A, I mean, it's it's exciting to see her in a performance like this. I uh, I loved her in everything I've seen so far, and I can't wait to see this one too. Looks great. Good pick. Yeah. Glad right. I watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go next because um, it, we need to we need to build up oh. to Andy's. <laughs> yes. uh, I have chosen the film Killers Anonymous. Killers Anonymous. This is Gary Oldman and Jessica Alba. Uh, Suki Waterhouse. Yeah. The story of a group. Uh, it's a support group of killers. Uh, where the killers sit down and uh, in in a, as IMDb says, in a circle of trust and share their transgressions from director uh, Martin Owen. Uh, Now, I don't know. um, This movie, what was the, what was the one we liked the warehouse movie with uh, Arnie? um, Oh, did we, did we like that one? I know. Army Hammer. Some of we, some of we did not like that one that much. 
Free fire, yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Free fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, some of some of we didn't like that all that much. I, uh, you know, hindsight has done some okay things for that movie. I actually, I had a good time. It was kind of a one trick pony, but they they did it in an interesting way, and and uh, I think I liked it more than other we. This movie has that same kind of vibe, although not quite the one set thing. Um, so you know, that that's a thing. Um. I, uh, director Martin Owen, I don't know, I, I don't think I know anything else that he has done. Uh, so this is, this is it. Uh, he did Let's Be Evil, which I didn't uh, see. L.A. Slasher, I didn't see. Uh, sounds like he's, he really kind of doubles down on the, um, on the, the bad guy roles uh films and so uh, we'll see but this one i for some reason this feels like a movie that i should really be into you know it's got all the right people uh beyond gary oldman jessica alba suki waterhouse tommy flanagan uh Mayanna burning sadie frost tim McKiernan, McInerney, um michael Sosha. it's got people that are like interesting looking interesting characters and for some reason, this trailer, as soon as the neon starts slashing by the doctor and the and they, we start getting little flashbacks, <laughs> I feel like it's like it's a, a kind of a cut rate. Yeah. Yep. Tarantino. And this, this is the worst trailer that I think we've talked about on the show. I, right? it, and, and, the, and, and, it, and it proves the point because the very first thing the trailer does Booge. It starts <laughs> with a booge. Yes. It's like a total joke trailer. Yeah. I couldn't believe I was watching it. And then the way that the voiceover would pop up every time those neon words would pop up, I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. But I you, don't know, but you get my point, right? interesting, but this trailer yes. just killed it for me. You get it, right? Like, this is why I feel like, what is wrong with this trailer? Like, why? This is a movie that, by all rights, I should want to see. And this trailer has is, like, trying to keep me away from, from it. So I, I found it really frustrating. I'm, I'm glad to know I'm not crazy because I, I was trying to soft sell it a little bit. But this is... Oh, far from it. This is not great. Well... So I love the setup, though, at the beginning of the trailer where, you know, Gary Oldman gets called like, I just want to let you know, I, you know, I, I tried or whatever it is. And then he meets her at the bar and it's like, OK, tell me what what went wrong or what happened. And I thought, oh, here's the framing story. It's going to be do we have an unreliable narrator? What's the dynamic between these two? And she's telling the story of the job she was supposed to do. And apparently it went wrong. And I thought, I love this dynamic. And then all of a sudden we're like, yeah. We're in the room and it's like I'm like okay that well, no you give me give me Gary Oldman and Jessica Alba and and that piece and it's probably that's probably a Luke Besson film right. that'll be coming <laughs> down right. the road. Well, that's a that's but a sponsorship every, everything conversation, else was, right? That's like yeah. a an AA yes. kind of sponsorships uh, uh, kind of conversation. Yeah. That I thought that is so clever. Like that's a clever idea. Right. And now why don't I want to see the movie about yeah. it? Like I, anyway. All right. Yes. Yeah. Because it it's. It started off with an interesting idea, and then I don't think they knew where yeah. to take the story, and it just... And they started with a booge. Yeah. And they started so with a booge, and they ended with a really bad show. Never trailer with a booge. So bougie. Ugh, boy. <laughs> no, you have to... Uh, now, speaking of that, <laughs> when back when we saw Endgame and the trailer for Godzilla, King of Monsters... My daughter Emma and I started losing it because a couple weeks ago we had listened to that podcast where they talk about trailers and the bouge and those guys, the audio knots, did that like ultimate, you know, movie trailer with the bouge and the, the, the lines of dialogue and, oh, it's going to have a song, a, a pop song that's popular but done in a different way. And 
we were just ticking off, checking off the boxes on the Godzilla King of Monsters trailer. <laughs> like, yes, that's everything you expect in a trailer now. This one is like somebody like took a crash course in like editing trailers from like 10, 15 years ago, and then but but knew enough from watching today's trailers to throw a bouge in. But then when was the last time we had the sinful priest? Do you know what it was? Voiceover yeah, yeah. guy. That was you horrible. know what it was? It, this was this is like the um you know that feature in uh, iMovie, the iMovie trailer yes. cutter oh. thing? That's what this trailer <laughs> right. was. Yes. Now insert a two shot. Now insert an action yes. shot. Now right. insert like that's what it that's what it was. That's what this trailer was. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks for sharing this one. Pete. I have your back, Steve. All right, Andy, please. Yeah, when when is this hitting theaters? Or not what, is soon it, enough? We just did. We just saw the trailer. That's it, right? We don't... <laughs> June 28th uh, in the U.S. Okay. And <laughs> let me surprise no one. There are no other international release dates for this movie. So I don't want to be overly negative there because I have been I have been uh, uh, recently uh, we have been accused of being overly negative and that we find ourselves too funny. And so I would just like to say, in all sincerity, I hope this movie is better than the trailer because it's something I should, by all rights, like. There we go. Yes. There you go. There you go. Okay. And Well, moving on to a trailer that I am very excited about. And is this a teaser? This is, right? this is, is about this to say, Pete. This one is is the one that kind of threw you <laughs> the five minute teaser because this is marketed as the teaser, That's but so it really is just stupid. a trailer. Yeah, it's I don't know what. When did that line all of a sudden get so blurry? There used to be a really nice idea of what a teaser was, and now it's just trailer one. Yeah. Anyway, this is for uh, the second chapter of it, or as they call it, it chapter two, like a, a two-year-old talking to his father about reading a book. <laughs> Which chapter are we on? It chapter two, daddy. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I don't know why that uh, where I went. With really that, leaning anyway. in on the kid stuff with it. <laughs> really leaning in. Yeah, I like it. Uh, this, uh, I mean. I guess to the teaser sense of it, I mean, it really, the large bulk of the, of this trailer is kind of a, a mini scene that we have as we're watching the grown up, uh, Sophia played by Jessica Chastain, um, or sorry, uh, Beverly is her name. Uh, Sophia is the other actress playing Beverly, um, uh, as she is talking to this old woman who now lives in where she grew up when she was a kid and uh, kind of you know poking around the house and she finds uh, something that she hid in the wall and all that sort of stuff. And then it gets super creepy because this old lady <laughs> you start seeing in the background as she's doing some stuff that an old lady shouldn't be doing. And it, it gets a little creepy and bonkers and you very quickly know the world that you're in. Um, I don't necessarily recall that scene from the book, although it's been a very long time since I read the book. Regardless, what uh, Andy Mus Muschietti, Muschietti uh, and his team have done with the first It and now this, it looks like they have found a way to kind of interpret the book in a really smart way and turn it into something that's just just terrifying and captures the essence of the book as far as 
all the themes that were going on in there with uh, just kind of like the the elements of uh, you know, what was going on with kind of uh, trauma in your in your childhood and the nature of of secrets and how um, small towns there's kind of like this this you know could be a nice facade but there could be this evil under it and and uh, just everything memory and all of that sort of stuff this uh, gives a great sense of everything that's, that you're going to come to expect. And really, if this was all they released, I think that would be great. I don't think they need to do another uh, trailer because I think this sets everything up for anyone who saw the first one. You don't need to have another trailer come out. Just look at this one. No more. This is perfect. I am so excited uh, for this film. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, I think it's going to be great when the next trailer comes out and it turns out that <laughs> it turns out that the clown is Mysterio. <laughs> Multiverse. <laughs> I love it. I did not expect to like it as much as I did the first one. I saw it uh, and I didn't feel like it was going to be my kind of movie. Don't like the clowns at all. Not at all. Oh, so and so I uh, I really enjoyed the first one, and I enjoyed the Losers Club, and I enjoyed the whole feeling. Uh, and so seeing the gang back together and how they are, uh, you know, how they're bringing them back together. Uh, I, as grownups, like, I thought that it was just, I thought it was just great. I, I thought it was really fun. Um, I, what I think was most interesting for me was James McAvoy. like. He just yes. he just brought his Barry from Split, right? I mean, that was the character. <laughs> I just felt like I'm watching, <laughs> what is McAvoy going to do next? When's Patricia <laughs> coming out? I want Hedwig versus the clown. Uh, like, I... <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be great. And uh, uh, it's... That grandmother, as you say, you put it delicately that she's doing things grandmother shouldn't do. Also, she's doing them naked. And <laughs> yes. that was crazy. Uh, so big fan. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to this. <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of horror, but I, I'm really excited about what they're doing with this. I there was a, a few little interviews that have with the writer that have been out there and he's, he's letting people know that there are, uh, and I don't think this is a spoiler for anybody, but people had, you know, what, what scenes are going to be in there. But he did say, um, if you, if you remember in the book, there's an attack that happens as they're adults it sort of triggers this, the second chapter in the story that the, with the adults and that, that very vicious and brutal, killing is going to be in the movie oh, that, that wow. present day dairy yeah. attack is going to be in there and i like i said i'm not a big f horror fan but uh i guess i might have to start checking out you know gary dauberman's work because I, there's something i really enjoyed about it and but a lot of i didn't know he'd He's like on a roll with stuff that he's written with Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, It, The Nun, The Curse. Uh, this is one that just came out, The Curse of La Llorona. Like, yeah, La Llorona, uh, right. La, and then he's got Annabelle Comes Home, It, Chapter 2. Uh, Andy, you may be uh, interested. He was a writer on the Swamp oh, Thing know. reboot TV yeah. series. So, because I know you had just mentioned you'd revisited that uh, film from the 80s and we're not happy but maybe what he's bringing to the trailers uh, look great a tv series 
Yeah. So no, I'm all on. All, I'm all on board for this one. This I'm really looking forward to this one. I see. Did we? Did we do the first one as no. film board? Right. We did not. Nope. Why not? Because of JJ. Oh, <laughs> JJ just ruins everything. <laughs> well, this one's coming out September 6th. Yeah. So uh, everybody be ready for It Chapter 2. It's going to be fun. Yes. It's going to come and get you. <laughs> so All right. So let's jump into our lists. So uh, we Casablanca this week, and we ended up... Uh, 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 sacrificing your your relationship for the greater good. Yeah, I I came at this pretty high and wide. I found <laughs> sacrificing your relationship a very difficult yes. thing to ask. So I did okay. Sacrificing yourself, you know, you're going to lose relationships when you do along the that, way. So, so I'm yeah. When you die, you relationships <laughs> with people end. Yes. Okay. Good. Awesome. We're all on the same page. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Who's kicking it off? Well, Steve. Steve. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. I, I tried to stick as faithfully to this as I could. So, um, and I know Andy's got his rules, but I'm going to break some of those rules because I'm going to start with one of my favorite films. Um which is Interstellar, where you've got Matthew McConaughey making a decision to leave his family in order to go on a mission to try to save the world. So sacrificing those relationships with his family to save the world. And if you haven't seen it for some reason, we've we talked about it on the show, and that's one of Andy's rules, but for anybody that's listening that's new, go listen to our Interstellar episode and check that out and see how it turned Andy's opinion on a second viewing about this movie. It really did. He actually appreciated yeah. it more. So that's why I'm starting off my list with Interstellar. Oh, that's a good way to start. And I like you You started it so broad that he actually loses his relationships with the world uh, that I feel like we can <laughs> yes. only go, uh, we can only get better from here in our interpretation <laughs> of today's rules. Okay. All right. Uh, and I am... Uh, so I'm going to do my first pick, if that's okay. And I'm also breaking one rule because we have talked about this film uh, on the show. Uh, so I'm with you, Steve. This was hard because my favorites, uh, I, I think, that came to me were already kind of on the list. But here we go. Uh, I am talking about Father Damien Karras and the sacrifice of his relationship with young Reagan <laughs> in The Exorcist. <laughs> that's that's a winner as he decides to he's got the exorcism going on he's going to take the demon into his body and sacrifice himself and uh it for the greater good now as it turns out it doesn't work as well as he planned uh there's, there's a yeah, there's all kinds of things, but Several, but yeah. part of my interpretation was that as long as he did not know that he was going to be brought back, that the sacrifice stands. Like he, if the character was willing <laughs> okay. to do it yes. in the first place, then the sacrifice yes. stands. So I'm going to open up the bidding with uh, Damian Karras and The Exorcist. Nice. Okay. I have uh, uh, it's almost an embarrassment of riches when you start Truly. trying to put together lists of. Um, People sacrificing themselves for for the greater good or whatever. However, we're interpreting this, um, and I'm debating if I theme it because I could do entirely a list of all animated films, all superhero films, all franchise films. I I feel like I just need to kind of 
uh, just pick from some of each of them. For the first choice, I'm going to go with The Dark Knight, and I'm going to uh, open the bidding on my list with uh, good old Batman choosing to sacrifice his relationship with the city after he uh, after he helps uh, Two-Face and kind of uh, that whole storyline ends. And in order to uh, to save the city, um, takes the onus upon himself as the the uh, the cause of all the deaths and uh, allows the people of the city to believe that uh, that uh, Two-Face is not the bad guy that uh, that they thought he was. So that's uh that's my first pick, The Dark Knight. Oh, that's a really good pick. And and I think oh, it's man. it I don't know why when as soon as I saw that we were doing this list, immediately I thought, well, everything on my list at someone needs to die. And <laughs> I don't know why I went there. That's uh I I don't know. I think this is a good way to start and it kind of reins me in a little bit. So <laughs> Well, okay. that's what I'm always trying to yeah, do, Pete. Right. All right, Steve. All right. Well, Andy, you're you're yeah, you're touching on a theme that I think as I thought about this, you know, these types of movies kept coming up. And you know, the superhero. <clears throat> so, I I tried to I didn't want to pin it down to one, so I'm just going with because it's shown up in several films and that's the whole Spider-Man MJ relationship of that relationship he's got to deny that relationship to continue to be Spider-Man and I think they touch on it in you know Sam Raimi's first one at the end of how the best way for him to keep her safe is to to not have that relationship and so I know it appears throughout in different films and different whatever reboots but that's sort of that tack that I'm taking with He's got to sacrifice his relationship with MJ in order to be the superhero to save the city. So is there just is there a a movie like one movie that you is at the top of just Spider Man? All, all, all the all the all the all the Spider Man franchise. I, I know, but you can't use that all the Spider Man movies. That's not how it works. That's a fundamental breakage. I would say I. I will say, as I said, the first, I think the best example, Sam Raimi, Toby Maguire, right. Kirsten Dunst, whatever, that's right. Spider-Man. Yeah. So that you can, so that I know you need to link. That's right. Great it's all about the link. Walking away from the, the, at the, at the cemetery. Cemetery. Exactly. So, yeah. That's yes. it. Right. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, my next one is a movie that, um, it's another one of those movies where I, I wasn't crazy about the whole movie. Uh, but it's it gets better and better and better as we go. And then the end, I find uh, satisfying. Uh, and that is the sacrifice of old man Walt Kowalski uh, as he uh, gets himself all shot to bits so that the gang will be arrested and the his neighborhood will live on in peace in Clint Eastwood's Gran Torino. Uh, I, for some reason, the end of this movie really impacts me, and especially because the rest of the movie is a, just a series of, like, uh, racial slurs and get-off-my-lawn rants. Um, uh, but, but I think the whole story it, itself is uh, – it's, it's a good one, and I enjoyed um, Eastwood's uh, portrayal here. So, um, Gran Torino, Walt Kowalski gets the lead. That's an interesting one. I, I liked the movie enough when it came out, and I, I think you're right. For me, it's the ending that really made it stick. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a good, good one. Thank you. Well, now I don't need to watch that one. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, hence, no one else in the world will ever right. watch it again. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, universe. <laughs> All right. For my uh, second pick... 
I am going to go with um, a Disney animated film that uh, also conveniently fits in the Marvel universe. It is uh, Big Hero 6. The The moment that we have at the end of that when they go through the portal and Baymax, one of Disney's uh, all-time great creations, paired with the comic book um, creators who came up with uh, up with him originally, uh, the sacrifice that Baymax makes, uh, not to spoil the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a beautifully done and, and powerful moment uh, as, as that final, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, what I, I don't want to spoil it by saying what the lines are, but it's just, it's so touching the way that it's delivered in that final moment there. It's just, it's so beautiful and so memorable and it works so well in context of everything else that has gone on in that film. So uh, that's my second choice, uh, Big Hero 6. I love that that our Spider-Man Far From Home trailer conversation has made us all super sensitive about spoilers that now a movie that was released in 2014, we're nervous about spoiling. <laughs> noble effort. It's made even, well, I see now I feel like I can't even say it. I was going to say the big why it stabs at my heart so much this last scene let's suffice to say it's a great pick and it hurts my heart in a good way (laughs) yes in a good way okay steve all right last one on my list yes uh so i had to think about what it meant for the greater good and you know i've got you know saving the city or saving the world or universe and so my the first one that came to mind, and I thought, well, does this really fit with the greater good? And I thought, well, yes, because there are pe- some people that create things that have a lasting impact on culture, society, the world. And if they did not create those things, I think the world wouldn't be as good a place as it as it is today. And so my last pick is going to be the separation that occurs at the end of Shakespeare in Love, of the sacrifice of that relationship so that Shakespeare can be the guy that writes all the great things that influence so many people after him. There's a great pick. Yeah, a Love that great choice. Great pick. Ugh, I need to watch that again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's such a great movie. Ugh, really great. Y- yeah, yes. spoilers. Shakespeare, Shakespeare writes, writes plays. Play. You know, yeah, just so thanks you know. a lot, Steve. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> now no one's going to watch that movie again. <laughs> Uh, okay, my, all right, Pete. What's Shakespeare your last one? Love my last one. I, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Andy. Like, I, you could have done all incredible animated uh, films. There, I feel like the sacrifices in animated films are even more uh, sort of powerful for me than than some of the great uh, movies of all time. And I had to have one on my list, and so it made me question: What is the greater good. Sometimes the greater good is the grand population. Sometimes the greater good is just saving uh, the, uh, you know, the stability of one girl's brain. Uh, and in this case, oh, my God, the sacrifice of Bing Bong in Inside Out. Forget it. Take her to the moon for me, okay? As he fades away, <laughs> I was wrecked. Uh, when, uh, when it, and in this sequence, uh, I love the character. I love the art. I love the voice performance. It's just all of it is fantastic. And, uh, Inside Out is one of the Pixar greats in my book. Uh, so Inside Out 2015. Spoiler. Uh, that was definitely on my list. What do you want to make? Yeah. 
Why do you want to make me cry, Pete? Isn't that right? I mean, yes. Man. So good. Yeah. Take it to the moon. A great voice performance there, too. Like, that was a perfect blend of the animation for that character and and the uh, the voice. Such a great voice for that. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Um, I did my animated one and I did my uh, superhero one, kind of both were superhero ones. But uh, for my final one, I'm going to do a different uh, uh, franchise that I love uh, near and dear. I read the books when I was young and I think that the uh, the trilogy is just so fantastically put together. I am looking at the uh, the first of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films, The Fellowship of the Ring, particularly when uh, Gandalf is standing on the bridge and uh, shouts to the Balrog, you shall not pass, breaks the bridge and plummets to his supposed death. I... Uh, in in order to you know allow Frodo and the team to continue their mission to get the ring to Mordor and destroy it, um, what a powerful moment in that film! It worked so well the way that they executed it, and uh, and I mean as we learn, we certainly know that there's more to it than that. Um, but even then, I would argue that Gandalf is still sacrificing potentially himself knowing uh, as he is knowing that it could transform him into something else i i found it to be just so perfectly done i really loved that uh, moment of sacrifice to save the others and allow the uh, the mission to continue so that's my final pick the fellowship of the ring that's funny that was also on my list but for boromir uh that's yeah well and i was uh, there oh, that was another good option yeah. but uh, i just yeah i really loved that moment yeah. so yeah well Movies no, chock full of them. Ian McKellen. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That that's the one moment I remember from seeing it in the theater the first time that just gave me chills. And it was like Ian McKellen. Just that's the moment that I was going to remember forever yeah. from that movie. Oh, it's yeah. just so powerful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there it is. All We've right. got um, yeah. for whom the bell tolls coming this coming week and an ad, uh, adaptation of Hemingway's book. So what should we do? Do you want to do throw adaptations on as one of our options? Sure. Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's and easy I've enough. never read the book, so I'm not really, and I haven't watched the movie yet, so I'm not sure what to expect. Um, movies where bells toll. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just because you said it, I want to do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Don't don't tell me. Uh, there, it, it's an interesting uh, wow. thing. <laughs> It feels I don't like Steve uh, liked that choice. <laughs> no, no, that's I fine. Think I broke we'll his brain. I think a little bit. Yeah. No, I'm just like I'm thinking. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. The movies yeah. in which bells toll. Bells that's, toll. Okay. That's got to be on the list. Uh, there, there should probably be some sort of story or some sort of thing uh, going on around fascism, like great, great yeah. fascist films. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is sort of about resistance during yeah. wartime, right? Spanish there's, Spanish there's Civil War. So I think we could do Spanish Civil well, War. You, how about Spanish Civil there War movies? Go. Okay, because I've seen so many of those. <laughs> Let's see what I can dig up. <laughs> well, we could just do Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to probably end up going there anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> that's that's, that's already Spanish planning the cheats. That's a noble <laughs> scene. That's right. <laughs> well, it's on the same <laughs> continent as Spain, so that counts. 
<laughs> I think we've got our list. I think we do. Adaptations, okay. Spanish yeah, Civil sure. I'm putting down Spanish Civil War, parentheses, or at and least just Civil War. At a minimum. <laughs> and, and, and then movies and, in which bells were, toll. Bells toll, uh, or there's a bell, or there's some type of ringing movies. of a bell. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's favorite bell movies. That I is hilarious. can't wait. That's, I, it's already one for me. It is already one. All right. Well, the poll is up in the uh, Show Talk channel, everybody. So get your votes in, and uh, we'll find out what we're going to listen to next week. And uh, if you're around, uh, jump into the uh, lobby tonight uh, as we're recording this. It is a fine uh, Saturday, the 11th, and uh, you can join us for a—what time are we meeting? I think 7.30? Is that what we said? 7.30 in the pre-show. 7.30 in the pre-show in the lobby in Discord and join us for a chat. We're going to be talking about, uh, tonight on the film board, we're talking about uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Get ready for some nerddom, people. Oh, dear. (laughs) Have you seen it yet, Andy? Are you doing it today? Yeah, it's this afternoon. Okay. All right. Good. I deeply look forward to this conversation. And Steve, are you looking forward to watching this? No. You're going to have to. (laughs) I, know. I love it so much. I'm like, what do I look forward to more? I, uh, it'll at least it'll be better than Child 44. I'm assuming. So I'm, <laughs> at least this is on the of the things that I have to catch up on the film board. This is probably at the top of the list where I'm like, well, I, I will probably enjoy this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Pokemon fan, fan but it, it looks fun. I just don't know if it's for me. We will see. Well, I guess uh, just make sure you go see it in theaters because if we're going to be doing this uh, this crazy film board re rank in June, yeah. uh, you're going you to have to see it in yeah. theaters. You and Tommy are going to have to oh, uh, sacrifice uh, sacrifice for the greater good. Make a sacrifice for the greater good. good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, right cool. gents. Happy Saturday. Thank you, everybody, for joining yes. us. Thank you for your support, uh, uh, patrons. And, uh, you know, if you're catching this, if you're listening to this uh, on our, our patreon.com slash the next reel, uh, you know, consider throwing a few bucks our way. It helps us to uh, pay for our costs of doing the show, of doing, oh dear, let's see, we've got five. Marvel Movie Minute episodes a week, plus the regular Next Real show, plus usually the film board and trailer rewind. And that's like seven, eight podcasts a week from the Next Real. Do you think about that? That's a lot. And we could use your help. So uh, if you're if you're catching this on the free side, throw us a buck. It helps out everybody. Uh, what's the first thing you're going to see uh, after this show, Steve Sarmento? Apparently this Pokemon <laughs> Andy, what are you going to watch on your way to your volleyball tournament? <laughs> uh, 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 nothing. Oh, all right. I'll be driving. You're a real downer. <laughs> I am. I'm uh, a Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. So, Pete, what are you going to be watching as you're editing this uh, episode? I, you know what? I already have my list. It's called Eating You Alive, The End of Your Chronic Disease. It is a documentary uh, that came out in 2018, and I'm very much looking forward to it. That sounds like a delight. (laughs) I can't wait to report next week. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. See you. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. 
Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.